Part two, chapter four of En Route by Jory Karl Heismans, translated by Charles Keegan Paul. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When he left his cell, he said to himself, This morning I shall communicate. And these words, which should have thrilled him through and through, woke no zeal in him. He remained dull, tired, and caring for nothing, feeling cold in the depth of his being. Nevertheless, a fear stimulated him when he was outside i do not know he said to himself when i must leave my seat and go to kneel before the priest i know that the congregation should communicate after the celebrant but at what moment exactly ought i to move it is indeed another misfortune that i should have to go up alone towards this table which so disturbs me otherwise i shall only have to follow the others and at least be sure of not doing anything improperly he scrutinized the chapel as he went in looking round for monsieur bruno who had he been by his side might have kept off his scruples but the oblate could not be found durtal sat down disabled dreaming of the sign he had asked for the evening before endeavouring to throw off the recollection thinking of it all the same he wished to examine himself and collect himself and he was praying heaven to forgive him his mental vacillations when monsieur bruno came in and went to kneel before the statue of the virgin almost at the same minute a brother who had a beard like seaweed growing from a face like a pear took up to the altar of st joseph a small rustic table on which he placed a basin a towel two vases and a napkin before these preparations which recalled the imminence of the sacrifice durtal stiffened himself and succeeded by an effort in keeping back his anxieties and overthrowing his troubles and escaping from himself he ardently implored our lady to intervene so that he might for this hour at least without wandering pray in peace and when he had finished his prayer he lifted his eyes and looked with a start at the priest who was advancing preceded by a lay brother to celebrate mass this was not the curate whom he knew but another younger very tall with a majestic air with cheeks pale and shaven and a bald head durtal was watching him solemnly marching towards the altar with his eyes cast down when he suddenly noticed a violet flame light up his fingers he wears an episcopal ring he is a bishop thought durtal who leant forward to see the colour of the vestment underneath the chasuble and alb it was white then it is a monk he said astounded and mechanically he turned towards the statue of the virgin summoning the oblate by a hasty glance who came to sit beside him who is he dom Anselm, the abbot of the monastery he who was ill yes he will give us communion durtal fell upon his knees suffocated almost trembling he was not dreaming heaven was answering him by the sign on which he had fixed he ought to abase himself before god to be overwhelmed at his feet to spread himself in a passion of gratitude he knew and wished it and without knowing how he was exercising himself in seeking natural causes which might account for the substitution of a monk for the priest no doubt it was very simple for on the whole before admitting a kind of miracle anyhow i will keep an open mind for after the ceremony i wish to clear the matter up and he repelled the insinuations which crept into him well what interest could there be in the motive of this change there clearly must be a motive but it was only a consequence an accessory the important point was the supernatural will which had produced it in any case you have obtained more than you asked you have even a better than the simple monk you wished for for you have the abbot of la trappe himself and he cried 
oh to believe to believe like these poor lay brothers not to be endowed with a soul which is blown about by every wind to have the faith of a child an immovable faith a faith which cannot be rooted up ah father father bury it rivet it in me and such was his enthusiasm that he came out of himself all around him seemed to disappear and he cried stammering to christ lord go not far from me let thy pity curb thy justice be unjust forgive me receive thy poor beadsman for communion the poor in spirit Monsieur bruno touched his arm and with a glance invited him to accompany him they went up to the altar and knelt upon the flagstones then when the priest had blessed them they knelt closer on the single step and the lay brother handed them a napkin for there was no bar or cloth and the abbot of la trappe gave them the communion they returned to their places durtal was in a state of absolute torpor the sacrament had in a manner anaesthetized his mind he fell on his knees at his bench incapable even of unravelling what might be moving within him unable to rally and pull himself together and all of a sudden the impression came over him that he was suffocating and wanted air the mass was finished he rushed out and ran to his walk there he wished to take an account of himself and he found nothing and in front of the cross-pond in whose waters the christ was drowning there came over him an infinite melancholy a vast sadness it was a true syncope of the soul it lost consciousness and when it came to itself he was astonished that he had not felt an unknown transport of joy then he dwelt on a troublesome recollection on the all too human side of the deglutition of a god the host had stuck against his palate and he had had to seek it out with his tongue and roll it about like a pancake in order to swallow it ah it was still too material he only wanted a fluid a perfume a fire a breath and he tried to explain to himself the treatment that the saviour made him follow all his anticipations had returned it was the absolution and not the communion which had worked when with the confessor he had very clearly perceived the presence of the redeemer all his being had in a manner been injected with divine effluvia and the eucharist had only brought him suffocation and trouble it seemed that the effects of the two sacraments had changed places the one with the other they had worked the wrong way with him christ had been perceptible to his soul before and not afterwards but it is easy enough to see he reflected that the great question for me is to have an absolute certainty of my forgiveness by a special favour jesus has ratified my faith in the healing power of penance why should he have done more and then what bounties would he reserve for his saints after all i am astonishing it is too much that i should wish to be treated as he certainly treats brother anaclitus and brother simeon i have obtained more than i deserve and what an answer i had this very morning yes indeed but why should such advances end suddenly in this recoil and making his way towards the abbey to eat his bread and cheese he said to himself my error towards god is to be always arguing when i ought to adore stupidly as these monks here do ah to be able to keep silence silence to oneself that is indeed a grace he reached the refectory which as a rule he had to himself Monsieur bruno never coming to the meal at seven o'clock in the morning he was beginning to cut himself a piece of bread when the father guestmaster appeared he had a whetstone and some knives in his hand and smiling at durtal he said i am going to polish the knives of the monastery for they want it badly 
and he placed them on a table in a small room attached to the refectory well are you satisfied he said on coming back certainly but what happened this morning how is it i was communicated by the abbot of la trappe when i should have been by the curate who dines with me ah exclaimed the monk i was as much surprised as you on waking the father abbot suddenly declared that he must say mass this morning he got up in spite of the observations of the prior who as a doctor forbade him to leave his bed neither i nor any one else knows what took him and they told him that a retreatant would communicate and he answered just so i shall communicate him and then m bruno took the opportunity of also approaching the sacrament for he loves to receive our saviour from the hands of dom anselm and this arrangement also satisfied the curate the monk went on smiling for he left la trappe at an earlier hour this morning and has been able to say his mass in a parish where he was expected by the way he told me to make his excuses to you for not having been able to bid you good-bye durtal bowed there is no doubt about it he thought god wished to give me an unmistakable answer and your health it is good father i am astounded my digestion has never been so good as it is here to say nothing of the fact that the neuralgia which i feared so much has spared me that shows that heaven protects you yes indeed but now that i remember it i have long wished to ask you this how are your offices arranged they do not correspond with those printed in my prayer-book no they differ from yours which belong to the roman ritual at the same time the vespers are almost similar except sometimes the lessons and then what may put you out is that ours are often preceded by the vespers of the blessed virgin as a general rule we have a psalm less in the office and the lessons are nearly always short except father Etienne went on smiling in compline the very one you recite thus you may have noticed we know nothing of in manus tuas domine which is one of the few short lessons sung in parish churches we also have a special proper of saints we celebrate the commemoration of the blessed of our order which you will not find in your books in fact we follow the letter of the monastic breviary of saint benedict durtal had finished his breakfast he rose fearing to trouble the father by his questions one word of the monk however was troubling his brain that relating to the prior as a doctor and before going out he spoke of this again to father Etienne. no the reverend father maximin is not a doctor but he understands simples very well and he has a small pharmacy which is enough as long as no one is seriously ill and in that case in that case the practitioner can be called in from one of the nearest towns but no one is ever so ill as that or else the end is approaching and the doctor's visit would be useless so on the whole the prior looks after soul and body at la trappe the monk signified assent durtal went out he hoped to get rid of his suffocation by a long walk he took a road which he had not been along before and came out on a glade where stood the ruins of an ancient convent some bits of wall truncated columns and capitals in the roman style unhappily these remains were in a deplorable condition rough covered with moss and riddled with holes like pumice stones he went on and came to the end of a long walk at the top of which was a pond five or six times as large as the small one in the form of a cross which he frequented the walk was planted with old oaks on each side and in the middle near a wooden bench stood a cast-iron statue of the virgin he groaned as he looked at it 
the crime of the church followed him once more even in this little chapel so full of divine compassion all the statues came from the religious bazaars of paris or lyon he took his position below near the pond whose banks were bordered by reeds surrounded by tufts of osiers and he amused himself by examining the colours of these shrubs with their smooth green leaves and stalks of citron yellow or blood red noticing the curling water which began to foam with a gust of wind and the martins skimmed it touching it with the tips of their wings from which drops of water fell like pearls of quicksilver and the birds rose whirling above and giving out their cries of wheat 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 while the dragonflies shone brightly in the air which they slashed with blue flames peaceful refuge thought durtal i ought to have come to rest here before he sat down on a bed of moss and interested himself in the noiseless and active life of the waters now the splash and flash of the turn of a leaping cup now great spiders skating on the surface making little circles and driving one against another stopping going back and making new rounds then near him on the ground durtal noticed jumping green grasshoppers with vermilion bellies or scaling the oaks colonies of queer insects on whose backs a devil's head was painted in red lead on a black ground and above all that if he raised his eyes there was the silent upturned sea of heaven a blue sea crested with surging white clouds like waves and at the same time this firmament moved in the water where it billowed under a bluish-gray glass durtal felt himself expand as he smoked cigarettes the melancholy which had oppressed him since the dawn began to melt away and joy crept into him as he felt his soul was washed in the pool of the sacraments and dried in the air of a cloister and he was at once happy and uneasy happy for the meeting he had had with the father guestmaster had removed all the doubts he had entertained as to the supernatural side to the sudden change of a priest for a monk to communicate him happy also to know that not only had christ not repulsed him in spite of all the disorders of his life but that he was encouraging him and giving him pledges ratifying the signs of his favours by perceptible acts and nevertheless he was uneasy for he knew himself to be barren and felt that it was necessary for him to be grateful for this goodness by a struggle with himself and an entirely new existence differing completely from that he had hitherto led well we shall see and he went off to the office of sext almost calmed and thence to dinner where he found monsieur bruno we will go for a walk to-day said the oblate rubbing his hands durtal looked at him with astonishment yes indeed i thought that after communion a little air outside the walls would do you good and i proposed to the reverend father abbot to free you from the rule for to-day if the offer is not disagreeable to you i gladly accept and thank you sincerely for your kind attention said durtal they dined off a soup made with oil in which a stick of cabbage and some peas were swimming it was not bad but the bread made at la trappe reminded him when stale of the bread in the siege of paris and made the soup turn sour then they tasted an egg with sorrel and some rice steeped in milk if it suits you said the oblate we will begin by paying a visit to dom anselm who has expressed a wish to know you and Monsieur Bruneau led Durtal through a labyrinth of passages and staircases to a small cell where the abbot was. He was dressed like the fathers in a white robe and a black scapular. Only at the end of a violet cord he bore on his breast an abbot's cross of ivory, in the centre of which, under a round glass, some relics were inserted. He gave his hand to Durtal and begged him to sit down. Then he asked if the food seemed to be enough for him, 
and on receiving a reply in the affirmative from durtal he inquired if the long silence did not weigh upon him too much not at all this solitude suits me perfectly well said the abbot laughing you are one of the few laymen who have borne our rule so easily generally those who have tried to make a retreat here have been devoured by homesickness and spleen and have had but one idea to get away let us see he said after a pause it is not possible all the same that such a sudden change of habits should not bring with it some painful privations there must be at least one which you feel above all the others true i feel the want of being able to light a cigarette whenever i like the abbot answered smiling but i suppose you have not been entirely without smoking since you came here i should tell a lie if i said i had not smoked in secret why bless me tobacco was not foreseen by st benedict there is no mention of it in his rule and i am therefore free to allow its use so smoke as many cigarettes as you like without being uneasy and domancel added i hope shortly to have a little more time to myself unless indeed i am obliged to keep my room in that case i shall be happy to have a longer talk with you and the monk who seemed exhausted shook them by the hand going down into the court with the oblate durtal exclaimed the father abbot is charming and quite young he is hardly forty he appears to be really ill yes he is not well and he required no common energy to say his mass this morning but let us see we will first of all visit the grounds of la trappe which you can hardly have been over completely then we will leave the enclosure and push on to the farm they started skirting the remains of the ancient abbey and as they walked turning by the piece of water near which durtal had been seated in the morning m bruneau entered into explanations about the ruins this monastery was founded in eleven twenty seven by saint bernard who installed the blessed Humbert as abbot an epileptic cistercian whom he had cured by a miracle at that time there were apparitions in the convent a legend relates that two angels came and cut one of the lilies planted in the cemetery every time one of the monks died the second abbot was the blessed Guéric, who was famous for his knowledge his humility and his patience in enduring evils we possess his relics and they are enclosed in the shrine under the high altar but the most remarkable of the superiors who succeeded each other here in the middle ages was peter monoculus whose story was written by his friend the member of the synod thomas de rhin pierre called monoculus or the one eye was a saint thirsting for austerities and sufferings he was assailed by horrible temptations at which he laughed exasperated the devil attacked his body and by fits of neuralgia broke his skull but heaven came to his aid and cured it by shedding tears from a spirit of penitence peter lost an eye and he thanked our lord for this blessing i had he said two enemies i have escaped the first but the one i retain troubles me more than the one i have lost he worked miracles of healing the king of france louis seven venerated him so much that on seeing the empty eyelid he wished to kiss it monoculus died in eleven eighty six they soaked linen cloths in his blood and washed his entrails in wine which was distributed for the mixture was a powerful remedy the property of the abbey was then immense it comprised all the country which surrounds us kept up several lazar houses in the neighbourhood and was the home of more than three hundred monks unfortunately what happened to others happened to notre dame de latre under the rule of abbots in commendam it declined and it was dying with only six religious to look after it when the revolution suppressed it the church was then pulled down and afterwards replaced by the rotunda chapel 
only in eighteen seventy five the present house which i think dates from seventeen thirty three was reconciled and became a monastery again trappists were brought here from sainte marie de la mer in the diocese of toulouse and this small colony has made notre dame de l'atre the cistercian nursery you see such in few words is the history of the convent said the oblate as for the ruins they are buried underground and no doubt precious fragments might be discovered but for want of money and men no excavations have been made in addition to the broken columns and the capitals we passed there remains from the old church a large statue of the virgin which has been erected in one of the corridors of the abbey besides this there are two angels fairly well preserved and which you may see down there at the end of the cloister in a small chapel hidden behind a curtain of trees a virgin before which saint bernard may possibly have knelt ought surely to have been put in the church on the altar dedicated to mary for the coloured statue which surmounts it is of crying ugliness like that one also said durtal pointing out in the distance the cast-iron madonna which towered above the pond the oblate bowed his head and did not reply do you know exclaimed durtal who in the face of this silence did not persist and changed the conversation do you know that i envy you living here it is certain that i do not deserve this favour for on the whole the cloister is less an expiation than a reward it is the only place where far from the world and near heaven the only place where a man may give himself up to this mystic life which only develops in solitude and silence yes and if possible i envy you yet more that you should have had the courage to venture into regions which i confess frightened me and i know so well that in spite of the springboard of prayers and fasts in spite of the greenhouse or orchid-house atmosphere wherein mysticism is grown i should wither away in these regions without ever expanding again the oblate smiled what do you know about it he replied the thing is not done in an hour the orchid you speak of does not flower in a day the advance is so slow that mortifications space themselves out fatigues are distributed over years and on the whole are easily borne as a general rule it is necessary to cross the distance which separates us from the creator to go through three grades to attain that science of christian perfection which is called mysticism we must live in turn the life of purification of illumination and of unity to join the uncreated good and be poured out in him it matters little that these three grand phases of ascetic existence subdivide themselves into an infinity of stages which are degrees according to saint bonaventure dwelling places according to saint teresa steps according to saint angela they may vary in length and number according to the will of the lord and the temperament of those who go through them it is not disputed that the journey of the soul towards god includes first perpendicular and breakneck roads these are the roads of the life of purification next narrower paths still but well marked out and accessible these are the paths of the life of illumination at length a wide road almost smooth the road of the life of unity at the end of which the soul throws itself into the furnace of love and falls into the abyss of the most adorable infinity on the whole these three ways are successively reserved to those who start in christian asceticism to those who practice it and finally to those who attain to the supreme end the death of self and the life in god long pursued the oblate i have placed my desires beyond the horizon yet i progress little i am scarcely disengaged from the life of purification scarcely and you do not fear how shall i say material infirmities for if at last you succeed in attaining the limits of contemplation you risk the ruin of your body for ever 
experience seems to show in effect that the deified soul acts on the constitution and brings incurable troubles the oblate smiled in the first place i should no doubt fail to attain to the last degree of initiation the extreme point of mysticism then supposing i attain it what would corporal accidents be in the face of such results let me also assure you that these accidents are neither so frequent nor so certain as you seem to think a man may be a great mystic or an admirable saint and not be the subject of visible phenomena for those who surround him would you not think for example that levitation or the flight of bodies in the air which seems to constitute the highest state of rapture is one of the rarest whom can you quote to me saint teresa saint christina the admirable saint peter of alcantara dominique of mary jesus agnes of bohemia margaret of the blessed sacrament the blessed gorardesca of pisa and above all saint joseph of cupertino who raised himself at will from the ground but they are ten or twenty out of thousands of the elect and note well that these gifts do not prove their superiority over other saints saint teresa declares expressly it must not be imagined that any one blessed as he may be in this respect is better than those who are not so blessed for our lord directs each one according to his particular need and then the doctrine of the church is seen in the untiring prudence shown in the canonization of the dead qualities and not extraordinary acts decide this for the church miracles themselves are only secondary proofs for she knows that the spirit of evil imitates them in the lives of the blessed you will find too the most unusual deeds and more amazing phenomena than in the biographies of the saints these phenomena have rather hindered than helped them after having beatified them for their virtues the church has put off and no doubt for a long time their promotion to the sovereign dignity of saints it is difficult on the whole to formulate an exact theory on this subject for if the cause if the mental action is the same in all mystics it differs a little as i have said according to god's will and the character of the subjects the difference of sex often changes the form of the mystic flow though in essence it never varies the rush of the spirit from on high may produce different effects but is none the less identical the only observation we dare make in these matters is that women as a rule are more passive and less reserved while men resist more violently the wishes of heaven that makes me think said durtal that even in religion there are souls which seem to have mistaken their sex saint francis of assisi who was all love had rather the feminine soul of a nun and saint teresa who was the most attentive of psychologists had the virile soul of a monk we might correctly speak of saint francis as a woman and saint teresa as a man the oblate smiled to return to your question he resumed i do not at all believe that illness can be the necessary consequence of phenomena aroused by the impetuous force of mysticism but look at saint colette lidwine saint aldegonde jane mary of the cross sister emmerich and how many more who pass their existence half paralyzed upon a bed they are a small minority besides the saints or blessed ones whose names you quote were victims of substitution expiating the sins of others a part god had reserved to them it is not therefore surprising that they were bedridden and cripples and were constantly half dead no the truth is that mysticism can modify the needs of the body without for all that having so much effect on or destroying the health i know well you would answer me with that terrible phrase of saint hildegard a phrase at once just and sinister the lord dwells not in the bodies of the healthy and vigorous and you might add with saint teresa that evils are more frequent in the last of the castles of the soul 
yes but these saints hoist themselves on the summit of life and retain god in a permanent manner in their carnal shell having reached this point nature too feeble to support a perfect state gives way but i assert again these cases are an exception and not a rule and alas such maladies are not contagious i am quite aware resumed the oblate after a pause that the very existence of mysticism is resolutely denied by some who in consequence can never admit the possibility of any influence over the bodily organs but the experience of this supernatural reality is from all time and proofs abound let us take the stomach for example well under the heavenly influence it becomes transformed omits all earthly nourishment and consumes the holy species only st catherine of siena and angelo foligno lived for years exclusively on the sacrament and this gift devolved equally upon saint colette saint Luigne, dominique of paradise saint columba of rieti mary bagnesi rose of lima saint peter of alcantara mother Agnès of Langeac, and on many others under the divine impress the senses of smell and taste presented no less strange metamorphoses st philip neri st angela st margaret of cortona recognized a special taste in unleavened bread when after the consecration there was no longer any wheat but the very flesh of christ st pacomius knew heretics by their foul smell st catherine of siena st joseph of cupertino and mother agnes of jesus discovered sins by their evil odours st hilarion st lutgard gentila of ravenna could tell merely by the scent of those whom they met what faults they had committed and the saints themselves whether living or dead exhaled powerful perfumes when saint francis de paul and venturini of bergamo offered the sacrifice they smelt sweet saint joseph of cupertino secreted such fragrant odours that his track could be followed and sometimes it was during illness that these aromas were diffused the pass of st john of the cross and of the blessed didet gave forth strong and distinct scent of lilies bartol the tertiary gnawed to the bones by leprosy gave out pleasant emanations and the same was the case with lidwin ida of louvain saint colette saint humiliana maria victoria of genoa dominique of paradise whose wounds were boxes of perfume whence fresh scents escaped and thus we can enumerate organs and senses one after another and declare marvellous effects without speaking of those faithful stigmata which open or shut according to the proper of the liturgical year what is more astounding than the gift of bilocation the power of doubling oneself of being in two places at the same time at the same moment and yet what numerous examples exist of this incredible fact many are celebrated amongst others those of st anthony of padua st francis xavier marie of agreda who was at the same time in her monastery in spain and in mexico when she was preaching to infidels mother agnes of jesus who came to visit monsieur ollier at paris without leaving her convent at Langeac. and again the action from on high seems singularly energetic when it takes hold of the central organ of circulation the motor which drives the blood into all parts of the body numbers of the elect had such a burning heart that the linen they wore was singed the fire which consumed ursula benincasa the foundress of the theatines was so strong that this saint breathed columns of smoke as soon as she opened her mouth st catherine of genoa dipped her feet or her hands in iced water and the water boiled snow melted round st peter of alcantara and one day when the blessed gerlach was crossing a forest in the depth of winter he advised his companion who walked behind him and who could not go on as his legs were numb to put his feet into his footsteps and immediately he ceased to feel cold 
i will add that certain of these phenomena which make freethinkers smile have been renewed and have been verified quite recently linen scorched by the fire of the heart has been observed by dr imbert gourbert on the stigmatized palmadoria and phenomena of high mysticism which no science can explain were watched in the case of louis lateau minute by minute and noted and controlled by professor rolling dr lafebvre dr imbert gourbert dr de Neuil, by medical delegates from all countries but here we are said the oblate excuse me i will go first to show you the way they had left the enclosure as he spoke and cutting across the fields reached an immense farm trappists bowed respectfully as they entered the courtyard monsieur bruno addressing himself to one of them asked him to be good enough to take them over the property the lay brother took them to the cattle sheds then to the stables then to the poultry yard durtal who was not interested in such sights confined himself to admiring the grace of these good people no one spoke but they replied to questions by signs and winks but how do they communicate with each other asked durtal when they were outside the farm you have just seen they correspond by signs they have a simpler alphabet than that of the deaf and dumb for each idea that they may require to express for their common work is foreseen thus the word wash is translated by one hand tapping on the other the word vegetable by scratching the left forefinger sleep is feigned by leaning the head upon the fist drink by raising a closed hand to the lips and for more spiritual expressions they employ a like method confession is translated by a finger kissed and laid upon the heart holy water by five fingers of the left hand clasped on which a cross is made with the thumb of the right hand fasting by fingers which close the mouth the word yesterday by turning the arm back towards the shoulder shame by covering the eyes with the hand but supposing they wished to indicate me who am not one of themselves how would they set about it they would use the sign of guest which they make by stretching out the hand and bringing it near the body that means that i come to them from far an open and even transparent fact if you like they went silently along a walk which led down into the labour fields i have not noticed brother anacletus or old simeon among these monks exclaimed durtal suddenly they are not occupied on the farm brother anacletus is employed in the chocolate factory and brother simeon looks after the pigs both are working in the immediate neighbourhood of the monastery if you like we will go and wish simeon good morning and the oblate added you can tell them when you go back to paris that you have seen a real saint such as existed in the eleventh century he carries us back to the time of st francis of assisi he is in some sense the reincarnation of that astonishing juniper whose innocent exploits the fioretti celebrate for us you know that work yes after the golden legend it is the book on which the soul of the middle ages is most clearly impressed but to return to simeon this old man is a saint of uncommon simplicity here is one proof out of a thousand several months ago i was in the prior's cell when brother simeon appeared he made use of the ordinary formula in asking permission to speak benedicite father maximin replied dominus and on this word which permitted him to speak the brother showed his glasses and said he could no longer see clearly that is not very surprising said the prior you have been using the same glasses for nearly ten years and since then your eyes may well have become weaker never mind we will find the number which suits your sight now as he spoke father maximin mechanically moved the glass of the spectacles between his hands and suddenly he laughed showing me his fingers which were black he turned round took a cloth cleaned the spectacles and replacing them on the brother's nose said to him do you see brother simeon 
and the old man astonished cried yes i see but this is only one side of this good man another is the love of his beasts when a sow is going to bring forth he asks permission to pass the night by her and delivers her looking after her like his child weeps when they sell his little pigs or when the big ones are sent to the slaughter-house and how all the animals adore him truly the oblate went on after a silence god loves simple souls above all for he loads brother simeon with graces alone here he can reabsorb and even prevent the demoniacal accidents which arise in cloisters then we assist at strange performances one fine morning all the pigs fall on their sides they are ill and at the point of death simeon who knows the origin of these evils cries to the devil wait wait and you will see he runs for holy water and sprinkles them with it praying the while and all the beasts who are dying jump up frisking about and wagging their tails as for diabolic incursions into the convent itself they are but too real and sometimes are only driven back after persistent prayers and energetic fastings at certain times in most convents the demon sows a harvest of hobgoblins of whom no one knows how to get rid here the father abbot the prior and all those who are priests have failed it was necessary to give efficacy to the exorcisms that the humble lay brother should intervene so to forestall new attacks he has obtained the right to wash the monastery with holy water and to use prayers whenever he thinks well to do so he has the power of feeling where the evil one is hidden and he follows him tracks him and finally casts him out here is the piggery continued m bruno showing a tumble-down old place in front of the left wing of the cloister surrounded by palisades and he added i warn you the old man grunts like a pig but he will not answer your questions except by signs but he can speak to his animals yes to them only the oblate opened a small door and the lay brother all bent lifted his head with difficulty good day brother said m bruno here is a gentleman who would like to see your pupils there was a grunt of joy on the lips of the old man he smiled and invited them by a sign to follow him he introduced them into a shed and durtal recoiled deafened by horrible cries suffocated by the pestilential heat of the liquid manure all the pigs jumped up behind their barrier and howled with joy at the sight of the brother peace peace said the old man in a gentle voice and lifting an arm over the paling he caressed the snouts which on smelling him were almost suffocated by grunting he drew durtal aside by the arm and making him lean over the trellis work showed him an enormous sow with a snub nose of english breed a monstrous animal surrounded by a company of sucking pigs which rushed as if mad at her teats yes my beauty go my beauty murmured the old man stroking her bristles with his hand and the sow looked at him with little languishing eyes and licked his fingers she ended by screaming abominably when he went away and brother simeon showed off other pupils pigs with ears like the mouth of a trumpet and corkscrew tails sows whose stomachs trailed and whose feet seemed hardly outside their bodies newborn pigs which sucked ravenously at the teats larger ones who delighted in chasing each other about and rolled in the mud snorting durtal complimented him on the beasts and the old man was jubilant wiping his face with his great hand then on the oblate inquiring about the litter of some sow he felt his fingers in a row replying to the observation that the animals were very greedy by stretching his arms to heaven showing the empty troughs lifting ends of wood tearing up tufts of grass which he carried to his lips grunting as if he had his muzzle full then he took them into the courtyard placed them against the wall opened a door beyond 
and hid himself a formidable boar passed like a water-spout upset a wheelbarrow scattering everything around him with a noise like a shell bursting then he broke into a gallop all round the courtyard and ended by taking a header into a sea of liquid manure he wallowed turned head over heels kicked about with his four feet in the air and got up black and disgusting as the inside of a chimney after this he halted granted a cheerful note and wished to fawn on the monk who checked him with a gesture your boar is splendid said durtal and the lay brother looked on durtal with moist eyes as he rubbed his neck with his hand sighing that means they are going to kill him soon said the oblate and the old man acquiesced with a melancholy shake of his head they left him thanking him for his kindness when i think of how this being who is devoted to the lowest duties prays in church i long to kneel before him and like his pigs kiss his hands exclaimed durtal after a silence brother simeon is an angelic being replied the oblate he lives the unitive life his soul plunged drowned in the divine essence under a rough exterior an absolutely white soul a soul without sin lives in this poor body it is right that god should spoil him as i have told you he has given him all power over the demon and in certain cases he allows him also the power of healing by the imposition of hands he has renewed here the wonderful cures of the ancient saints they ceased speaking and warned by the bells which were ringing for vespers they moved towards the church and coming to himself again trying to recover durtal remained astounded monastic life retarded time how many weeks had he been at la trappe and how many days since he had approached the sacraments that was lost in the distance ah life was double in these cloisters and yet he was not tired of it he had bent himself easily to the hard rule and in spite of the scanty meals he felt no sick headaches or failing he had never felt so well but what remained was a feeling of stifling of restrained sighs this burning melancholy for hours and more than all this vague anxiety at listening again within himself and hearing united in his person the voices of this trinity god the devil and man this is not the peace of soul i dreamed of and it is even worse than at paris he said to himself recalling the maddening trial of the rosary and yet how can i explain it i am happy here all the same End of part two, chapter four.